Good evening. Good good morning. Good morning, Corrine. Um, this repentance that we just talked about is uh, repentance of um, of sometimes I'm tangled up in my own karma and I can't figure out a way to get out. I'm acting all from from this place of being all tangled up. Um, <clears throat> we 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 start each morning service with with this formless repentance. It's called uh, being tangled up in our karma, and we repent that. We say, "Yeah, I, that's that's where I am." Sometimes, a lot of the times, tangled up. And I just need some help. And um, and uh, this this chant that we just did it came from Dogen says this is this is the Buddha way. This is how we become untangled. This is actually the true body, the true color of our practice. Is just saying I'm tangled up. And uh, immediately, you know, when we do that, you know, we feel a little bit, a little bit of spaciousness. Um, other possibilities reveal themselves when we just say, I'm stuck. What else, what else is possible? And, um, and bodhisattvas then start appearing in our lives to show to show us some other possibilities. Yeah, I can I can hear that now. I'm not so I'm not so tightly balled up. I can I can hear that. I'll take that in. Uh, we immediately when we do this repentance, when we realize that we're stuck, um, um, we we feel that spaciousness and start feeling connections again, that of course, um, the connections were always there, but um, we start viewing the word, the world from our connected body and mind, rather than from the, the tied up, constricted, kind of stuck habits of our, of our karmic mind. And uh, Buddhist centers all over the world start their morning with this, you know, first let me repent. And, uh, and then uh, I can connect. Uh, I'll, I'll be aware of my connections a little bit more. I'll start off this day with, with repenting. So it's not, a, it's not a repenting of being ashamed of yourself. Um, it's about realizing our kind of karmic reality. Um, 
I, 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 we're, we're looking, of course, at the Vimalakirti Sutra. And um, there's a line in there. One of the uh, Vimalakirti says, uh, uh, the place, uh, he, he lists all the places that, that um, the Buddha can be enlightened from. You know, uh, the first, the first um, enlightenment place was under that uh, Bodhi tree. But, uh, but then Vimalakirti just goes on for several pages, listing all the places that we can be, uh, the, the enlightenment places, the Bodhi mandas. Uh, I guess the plural is Bodhi mandala. Uh, and one of them is... Um, uh, Vimalakirti says, one, one enlightenment place is right in our troubles. And, and that's because the troubles are the reality of our lives. So we're, we're enlightened from this, from the, the reality of our lives. And then, and uh, Kathy Toldy, Reverend Kathy Toldy is going to give a class series in, in March. Uh, check out the schedule um, on uh, uh, enlightenment in the midst of this deluded mind and body. Uh, and uh, and there it is uh, uh, echoed as well with Vimalakirti. Our troubles are where we can be enlightened from because they're the reality of our life, right from the ground of reality. That's not so different than Catherine saying, um, our practice is uh, is to love the world just as it is completely. Be in love with the world, and from that point of view, from that reference point, uh, then we're, uh, we're we're able to um, uh, relieve all beings from their suffering, liberate all beings from their suffering, from, from, the, from the body and mind of um, the heart, uh, rather than um, uh, our ideas of what should be a, a good world or a bad world. Be in love with the world just as it is. Be in, embrace your troubles and say, okay, now let's get down to work. Um, I, I'm, I'm loving this life despite its troubles and uh, let's take a look let's take a look at troubles um, the, these troubles I'm, I'm just I'm kind of free associating them on our troubled life um, uh, Reverend Nanette uh, gave a great talk years ago about uh, how we're always um, criticizing ourselves uh, because we're not good enough, uh, we're not smart enough. Uh, we really made a mess of this. And uh, she said, you know, when when that mind comes up, that self-critical mind comes up, uh, pretend pretend you're a friend of someone who is telling you all of that. What would they be saying to you? And it wouldn't be just, oh, you know, you're okay. You would feel a, a real connection, and like you, you got some real help and some real advice, and you would open, you would open to that advice. And the person, the person helping you out, you know, yourself, wouldn't be critical 
uh, saying, oh, you're always that way. You'll never get over this. Uh, here we go again. Uh, that wouldn't be your friend. Uh, your friend would say, let's, let's take a look at this. Let's, let's, let's take a look at this. Uh, um, uh, so um, uh, that's Vimalakirti for us. And the troubles are the reality of our life, and that's where we um, where we become enlightened from. That's the place of our enlightenment. Um, just quickly, um, we'll look a little bit more at, at um, Buddha's Pari Nirvana. Um, tomorrow, uh, his uh, th there's a picture on the altar of Buddha's uh, 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 just before he died, surrounded by um, surrounded by his disciples, giving the last teaching that we did that we chanted this morning. Uh, uh, ready to go, um, you know, Pari Nirvana, just before, just before entering Nirvana. Another way of saying leaving this, this earthly body, this Nirmanakaya teaching body, and um, and going to Tushita heaven. He was giving the this um, his last lectures. His last advice, and and uh, you know a lot of these these people around him there in the picture, they've been with him for his whole career, his whole forty year teaching career. So um, they were certainly saying, you know, where will we get such wisdom? But they were also saying, you know, where you've been such a friend and such a support. Um, I can't imagine not being here, not you being here with us. And and in, in this Parinirvana Sutra that we've been chanting, he he basically says, just remember my teaching. Uh, and uh, <laughs> and that's the same as um, me being right there with you. And he says uh, he says it in a little different way in the our evening service uh, that we chanted yesterday the from the Lotus Sutra, where Buddha talks about his lifespan. He's, uh, he's talking to the same group of people. Um, and uh, uh, and he says, you know, I, I want to tell you that, that um, you know, I've been here teaching for these decades, and I'm I'm in this this um, impermanent body, so I'll be dying. But but let me tell you that uh, this is my my real lifespan. Is uh, you know it was uncreated, and it never ends, and um, and. Uh, the body of dharma, the body of reality, the the infinite 
interconnections throughout infinite time. That's that's my my true body, my the Dharmakaya, and um, it's never apart from you, and never will be apart from you. Um, the Buddha. Um, the Buddha gave that lecture right after he pointed out to the people <laughs> listening to the Lotus Sutra, you know, all these uh, bodhisattvas that were popping up out of the ground, and they looked to be a lot older than the Buddha. And the Buddha said, yeah, uh, they were my students, uh, you know, many decades ago. He said, well, how how does that work? And um, and the Buddha had to confess that, well, you know, really, really, um, this body of the Buddha was never created. It always was, and never it was uncreate. Is a word that's used that we hardly ever use anymore, and it never ends. Um, Uh, when when you open up when you open up Red Pine's translation of the Diamond Sutra, uh, uh, another another central teaching of the Buddha. Uh, on the first page, it says, uh, "This looks like a book, but it's really the body of Buddha." And uh, that's uh, and and you sort of know it then. You say, "Oh yeah, yeah." No, I, I can hold this in my hands, and I can uh, I can follow this for a lifetime, and uh, it really is the body of Buddha. So yesterday, we were looking at the beginning of the Vimalakirti Sutra for, um, for those who are just here today. And we got to the point where um, the red parasols of the monks around him get turned into this huge red canopy that uh, covers, gets bigger and bigger and covers the whole universe. And the people uh, listening to Buddha's lecture notice that, oh, they're seeing other worlds. It's all kind of magic, uh, even though it looks, they're like other planets. Um, but you can actually see the people up there. And they're all listening too to this Vimalakirti, to this sutra. Um, that Buddha is uh, starting and then turns over to uh, Vimalakirti, one of his lay disciples. And in each one of these kind of planets, these Buddha fields, um, uh, uh, there's the Buddha, the Buddha of that Buddha field um, also giving the same lecture. Or maybe those Buddhas are are, are listening to Shakyamuni 
from this Buddha field right here at the same time. But you, but you can see all of that happening. You can see where they live. You can see how they live. You know, like like you know, looking up and seeing Canada and say, oh, interesting how they insulate their houses up there because it's a lot colder. They can they can you know really see what's going on up there. And um, and people are amazed, of course. Um, uh, I've been uh, using the translation of this sutra by Robert Thurman. I'm kind of a groupie of Robert Thurman's. I've uh, I've seen him I've seen him in person twice. Um, he you know was a young monk in in Tibet or maybe India, and then became a a, a Buddhist <laughs> scholar at Harvard and and um, Columbia. He became a translator for the Dalai Lama for several years. Um, he's a, a, a great scholar. He gives a good talk. He's he's kind of funny. He came the first time I saw him. I just seen him twice. He he was right here at the Pacific Cultural Center, and uh, and uh, Catherine said, uh, "Let's go hear Robert Thurman talk." And I said, "Okay." So we carpooled and we get there, and it was packed. And there was no way we were going to get in. And somebody from inside looked out the window, or the the, the window was open, you know, because it was so muggy and stuffy in there. And they yelled out, "Catherine, I've got a seat for you." And uh, and I just grabbed Catherine's hand and held on, and I got I got pulled in by her uh, uh, by her uh, her fame and fortune. I just uh, so, so that so I got in I got in too that way, but um and you know he's the father of of Uma the the, um, the movie star so uh, lots of reasons to be starstruck, and um and as a matter of fact um you can see him like like all like all media stars now he has a series of classes on the. Vimalakirti Sutra that you can find on YouTube, and um, so I'm, and I've I've watched that. Um, these are some of Robert Thurman's insights. He said that. Um, you know, this revealing of the Buddhaverse, all of these Buddha fields throughout the universe, the, the Buddhaverse um, shakes us up, shakes us from our self-centered idea of who and where we are as, as, a, as we're not so... It, from being self-centered right here on this spot, it kind of shakes us up. So, you know, what is space? What, what is this person? Because it shows us the, the kind of interconnectedness of, uh, of all of these Buddha fields um, in the Buddhaverse, kind of like the interconnectedness of our mind, interconnectedness of our, of our uh, 
of us with nature. Of uh, of course, we're, we're we're nothing but natural creatures ourselves. But but seeing this huge expanse shows us that that um, interconnectedness, like 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 in the movie The Matrix, you know, where all of a sudden you're just seeing, you know, it looks like transistors just buzzing all around, and that's the whole the whole universe. So this revealing of the Buddhaverse in this way, as uh, Robert Thurman says, kind of like a, a big red planetarium where you you see all of these these inter, this integral web of interconnection shakes us up. Um, we're not just this little individual on this postage stamp of Santa Cruz anymore, but we're part of this huge Buddhaverse, and that's our that's our true body. Um, Robert Thurman says uh, the Buddhaverse isn't just real estate. Um, it's all our minds interconnected, showing us the possibilities outside of this or, or, or uh, beyond just this karmic self that we know and love so well. Um, maybe I could look at things differently, knowing you know, all of my connections throughout the Buddhaverse. Maybe, maybe I don't have to be stuck in this karmic mind and body. This, this particular lecture was his lecture on, on uh, non-duality that, uh, that he describes as this vast interconnectedness of minds and bodies and organisms and energies. Uh, it's just one Buddha mind, one Buddha body. Um, yesterday, I used the term that, that this um, that this uh, this red canopy might be the Buddha's heart that we're all that we're all enveloped in that we all are we all are the center of Buddha's heart and how can we um, uh, how can we act? How can we negotiate our world as Buddha's heart, you know, rather than an individual um, karmic uh, karmic mind, an isolated, uh, a finite karmic mind? Uh, can we can we remember that we're always Buddha's infinite heart of connection? and uh, support and, and love. Um, these, are, these are Robert Thurman's words. Um, we all have our antennas open 
so that we see the wholeness of our reality, which is um, our conventional reality that's informed by our enlightened source, which is uh, the Buddha heart that we all are. Um, can we always remember? That's the. Can we always have our our antennas open so that we we remember that that we're uh, in our conventional life? Uh, we are nothing but Buddha's beating, compassionate heart. And I I immediately thought of um, of. Uh, life here right after the earthquake in 89. Um, I was actually living in Southern California then, but had a vacation plan to stay with my old roommate here in Santa Cruz. And uh, just just a few days after the after the quake, they, they weren't even uh, they weren't even letting people drive into Santa Cruz then. They would stop people at uh, all the freeways leading into Santa Cruz. You could only go in if you were a resident because I, because I still had to, you know, my old driver's license that said I lived on Pelton Street. Uh, they they uh, let me zoom right in. But, and, and of course, you know, when I got here, everybody's eyes were just, just huge with sort of still quaking with, with fear. But, but, but everybody was, so the re the reality of life was was horrible. I mean, uh, 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 people's uh, foundations were cracked, not only in their houses but in their bodies, and people were very frightened. And there was lots of cleanup going, but um, but everybody was was very helpful with each other. I mean, neighbors. Uh, you know, even even now, I don't really know my neighbors beyond the ones that are right next door to me, on my on my street. You know, so uh, but all of a sudden, people that we barely knew from down the street were loaning us tools to help to help us clean up, and uh, and 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 helping in loaning us their bodies to help us clean up. So that that that's the that's the Buddhaver, and, and of course. On one level, it's always that way. We forget to be helpful for our neighbors, but we all have that intimate connection. But it seemed like, like you know, in those weeks following the um, earthquake, we uh, our antennas were up, and we remembered that oh, this is this is our life. Our life is about shoveling up, you know, the sidewalk that crumbled, uh, but um, it's informed by the Buddha heart that we all are and that we can look to our neighbors and you know help them with the heavy stuff for a little bit and likewise they would they would help us so um so this is our practice to always have our antenna out as we you know our, our practice in this you know early buddhism called this the mundane world you know that sounds kind of boring and and, and uh, sometimes our life is boring but uh most of the time, it's uh, it's there's a lot going on, uh, but in this uh, in this conventional life that we lead, can we remember that uh, we are uh, our practice 
helps us remember, helps us put out those antennas that we're uh, Buddha's big red beating heart and uh, always connected, always, always one mind and always one body. Um, rolling widely inside and outside of this whole universe with to the beat of that um, Buddha's big heart. And this is how um, Robert Thurman said, this is our conventional, our antennas are out um, in our conventional re reality that's informed by our enlightened source, which is Buddha's beating heart. Um, he said in this lecture on the Vimalakirti Sutra, we transcend our feeling of boundlessness and we experience the self that's in that we we experience the self in every molecule of the universe you know that's that was buddha's enlightenment um he saw that morning star and he felt himself in every molecule of that star and he felt his true self in every molecule on the planet that he was sitting on uh, and knew that there was there was no separation. This is just the true self. I feel that in that molecule, in every molecule, um, uh, the ones twinkling so far above us and the ones that we're standing on, sitting on um, every day. Um, and and, uh, and and this is another reason I, I like Robert Thurman. And he says, and the experience of that is blissful. Um, uh, uh, at noon, we'll chant about um, Dharma bliss. Um, the Mahayana school of Buddhism from which we spring is not afraid of... Uh, of talking about bliss and radiant light um, and um, unrolling widely inside and outside of the entire universe. Uh, our ancestors, you know, with the Buddha at starting with the Buddha, maybe in the in the the seven Buddhas before Buddha, you know, really wanted us to know that uh, that our true self is in every molecule and uh, when we can remember that sometimes when we can tune those antenna just to that right the right frequency yeah i get it yeah i get it uh, i know this to be true and that's blissful um uh, Robert Thurman says that he thinks that us humans are evolving. I put my glasses on. 
were evolving um, into beings of pure love and pure wisdom. Let's hope that's the case. You know, maybe we can feel a little bit of that. Um, you, you know, in these three days, maybe uh, maybe we'll we'll stretch out our legs when the bell rings at least once and say, "Yeah, yeah, I really settled into that last thirty minutes." I really was totally into at least every molecule in this body um, those last 30 minutes. And uh, it's feeling pretty good now. Maybe it'll come with, uh, uh, you know, one of the, one of the uh, meals that we have. Oh, that salad dressing, that's great. We'll just feel that bliss being totally in every molecule of the Buddhaverse, just maybe once. Uh, and that'll be enough for us to, okay, I can, I'll keep my antennas out. That's what our practice is, is, is uh, maybe you don't have to feel bliss all the time, but can we at least, can we at least have the antennas out? Can we at least keep the radio on? Uh, so that uh, so that uh, every once in a while we'll hit that frequency of yes I'm I'm confident that my true body is nothing but every molecule of this universe. May we abide in radiant light within the beating heart of the compassionate universe. Beings are numberless. I vow to save them. Delusions are inexhaustible. I vow to end them. Dharma gates are boundless. I vow to enter them. Buddha's way is unsurpassable. I vow to become it. Beings are numberless. I vow to save them. Delusions are inexhaustible. I vow to end them. Dharma gates are boundless. I'm going to